Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 11, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today, I am sitting down with the founder and owner of Beach Beauty and Doe Brow Studio, Allison Cullen, to talk about opening a new business and the challenges that come with it. We talk about why finding a good, trustworthy business par- partner is important, how to take detrimental obstacles along the way and learn from them, and how important it is to keep going back to your why. The journey of starting a business is never easy, and Ali shares her story to inspire you. And if you're struggling with starting your own business or overcoming life challenges, Ali reminds everyone that you're not alone, everyone is going through them, and you have to be able to laugh at those situations to be able to move past them. Welcome to the show, Allison Cullen. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here today with Allison Cullen, the founder of Beach Beauty and Doe Brow Studio. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to jump into your story. I feel like you've had a whirlwind of an experience running your own business and I've been around for some of it for the last like three or four years. I feel like we've been, I've been coming to get my nails done here. Um, So for the listeners who don't know you, can you give a little introduction to who you are and what you do with Beach and Doe? Yeah, for sure. So my name's Allison Cullen. I've been in the beauty industry since 2006. I actually have my, um, my background is in acting. So I went to school for theater and film. So I have my master's in film studies. And then after I finished my film studies, I went into hair and makeup because the concept was at the time that if I wasn't um, acting on set, I could be doing hair and makeup on actors. So that's how I got into the beauty business. And then right after I finished my hair and makeup school, I actually got pregnant with my first daughter, Sienna. So I have an 11-year-old. And so that kind of changed the course of my life. And so I had to ask myself, well, what education do I have that I can actually make money from doing? So (laughs) acting isn't necessarily where you jump out of school and you have a job right away. So I started a hair and makeup company when I was 26. Um, and so I've done hair and makeup for weddings on location for like, it would have been nine years before I opened Beach. Wow. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the backstory of me. And then two years, oh no, about a year, year and a half after I opened Beach, um, brows just took off in the beauty world. And so naturally with my makeup background, I gravitated towards that and I, I taught myself uh, what we call the doe brow method which is a combination of um, brow styling similar to Kelly Baker brows and Anastasia Beverly Hills. And so Doe was born uh, in the fall of 2016, but officially launched when we opened our second beach location in the fall of 2017. And here we are sitting in the location. Yeah. Which is very exciting. And so talk about how beach came to be. We'll talk about Doe after, but let's talk about beach. So how did your idea come and what was the experience with getting that going um (laughs) well it was a chat like from date like I actually had a lot of time in the last since you approached me to do the podcast and just just reflecting over the past three years since opening a second location it's I can like 1000% say it's been a challenge on every level of of my life personally and and um and and just professionally so I, I'm a hippie, like I'm a total hippie <laughs> at heart, so it's funny that I, I have a beauty business because for me, like, if I didn't have to put makeup on during the day or do my hair, I probably would never. So I, it's a laugh that I have this beauty company, but because I'm a hippie at heart, 
Um, and there wasn't, there, there, like when I started Beach, there wasn't a lot of healthy, affordable beauty options. And so when I was pregnant with my second daughter, Camille, um, I really wanted to go for a pedicure, but I, I was probably about seven and a half, eight months pregnant. And there's this idea, I did, maybe not for all women, but for me, that you want to have nice toes when you give birth. <laughs> so, so I was like, I really want to get a pedicure before I go into labor. So I went, I, I was searching places to go for a healthy pedicure because you're pregnant and you... You know, you don't want to breathe in any any fumes that you probably shouldn't or that you think might affect the baby's brain, which, you know, seven and a half months into your pregnancy, nothing's really, they're, they're fully developed, but <laughs> you have these crazy ideas when you're pregnant. So I searched and searched, and the only place that I could find to go for a pedicure was that had healthy products was a higher-end spa. And it's beautiful, but it was like over $100 for a pedicure. And I'm just like, oh, I, can't, I just, why can't there be somewhere that's affordable? So I ended up going to what I like to call a cheap and cheerful place. And my husband dropped me off there to get a pedicure. And then he went and grabbed me a coffee. And then um, he came in to give me my coffee. And I was in, you know, one of those massage pedicure chairs. And he kind of was like covering his face a little bit. And he leans into me very politely, like he wasn't ignorant. And he said, you know, are you, are you sure you should be in here? It's really, really smelly. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And then it kind of dinged on me. It's like, you know what, Calgary needs a place for women, pregnant or not, to go to where there's affordable, healthy beauty services that you can go and you're not walking into this, you know, waft of toxic fumes. So so I was a month and a half out from having my second baby and I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to write a business plan. So that's, that's sort of the, the beginnings of it. And so then I... I found this online program called Live Plan or Live Plan, Live Plan, I think, and it was this. It, it was a program that helped you write a business plan. I, I, it's not targeted to the beauty industry, so it was a kind of a bit of a challenge to figure out, and um, maybe a bit old school. So, it was great, but it wasn't like the best option. I'm sure there's better options out there. So anyway, I used that, wrote the business plan, I pitched my business plan and concept to multiple investors as a female and I think most you know women should know this if you don't already if you're planning on um, starting a business and raising funds for it 90% of the people you pitch to for investment are going to be men so that in itself was a challenge and had its own set of unique stories which I don't think we necessarily have to <laughs> yeah. dive into you can all assume you what can all assume what happened, happened there yeah. um, <laughs> And so, like, do you want me to dive into the nitty gritty of how like I opened my first yeah, location? Yeah, yeah, we want to know. Okay, <laughs> juicy. Um, so yeah, so I was working part time at a, a restaurant that's pretty popular in the city, and I wasn't having any luck with these male investors, and I was kind of frustrated. And, and so anyway, I was hostessing at this restaurant, and I was cleaning the tables, and the stuff that you use to clean the tables was this like lavender thieves smelling spray and so I was like oh so I asked the GM at the time the general manager I said what, what are we using to clean the tables and she said the owner and she's like oh the owner's really passionate about you know using toxic free products to clean her space and you know etc and I was like oh my goodness and the owner there was a, um, a man woman owner it was a couple and so I sent her a message and I said hey would you be interested in um, investing in Beach? And so, and at the time, it actually wasn't called Beach; it was called Veden Woman. So V E D E N W O M A N. And so she's like, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's sit and talk." So we met, we talked, we had a coffee at Phil and Sebastian's in Martelloup. And she was, <clears throat> she was super interested in investing. We started looking at spaces together. Uh, we found a space on 17th Ave. We met with designers there, so the process was on its way. We discussed how we would split the company, et cetera, et cetera. And then she actually went away for a month 
on vacation with her, um, I mean, you could, I don't think they're technically married, but her husband. Right. Um, and then some stuff had happened on their re- at the restaurants when they were gone that they had to focus on when they got back. So she, you know, she said, she, like, long story short, she politely, you know, wasn't able to invest at the time and get involved in the business. So, okay, that's totally fine. I stayed working at one of her other restaurants, and at that time I met another woman that was working there as well. Um, and her and I had very similar lives where we both had two daughters. You know, she was a super sweet girl. Um, and I actually would never say otherwise. She is a super sweet girl. I haven't talked to her for quite some time. But um, so she came to me and, and told me that she would love to be involved in my business. And so I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And she, I was like, well, you know, what's your experience in the beauty industry? And she didn't have any. So I said, oh, okay. So she had had like a small on the side flower company. So I was like, it's kind of like, you know, I, as an entrepreneur or, you know, somebody trying to start your own business, you, you're trying to find the right partner, number one. And so when you, you meet somebody who's also a female, which is great if you're a female going into business in the beauty industry, um, it's kind of, a, it's, a, it's a plus. It's like, oh, okay, this could work, but how could I integrate her flower business into my beauty business? So I went back to the business plan, I added the concept into it, and I sent her the business plan with her flower um, numbers in the projections for the business company, and, um, or the, like the beauty, beauty business. So you have to, have, you have to it, part of your business plan is writing projections. And so I integrated her flower projections into the beauty projections, and so I sent it to her. And I said, it's really important that she had never written a business plan before. So I said, it's really important that you read this front to back and that you understand every component of the business plan. Um, And she had offered to put in the full amount of money that was needed to open the business. And so I had said, well, that's amazing. That's so fantastic. Uh, In exchange for that, how about we be 50-50 partners? And she thought that was great and everybody was happy and it was super exciting. Um, And then we started looking at locations. We found a location on... um, 17th Avenue and actually by this point the first the first woman the the restaurateur uh, woman who was going to invest she didn't like the name Beaten Woman so we changed it to Palm P-A-L-M Nail Bar <laughs> all these all these first business names are really hard to right. pronounce so I like, always have to spell them out it's so funny so she wanted to call it Palm Nail Bar so at the time I was like yeah you know if you're putting in the, the money like I don't have a problem changing the name and so at, by the time the second female potential investor was interested, we changed, it was called Palm Nail Bar. So we found a space on 17th Ave. Um, I, at this point, had already looked at multiple locations and had spoken to multiple landlords and was uh, somewhat w- versed in having conversations about leases and stuff like that. And so I negotiated the lease of our of this location on 17th Ave that was going to be called Palm Nail Bar. And the, my husband's Italian, and the owner of this of the building was Italian. So him and I got along really, really well. His name's Gabriel, and so we had like we I think we he sent me the original lease. I went through it, marked it up, and then him and I sat down and met for about two and a half hours. This, I guess I don't want to give names, so I'll just call her the flower woman, okay. the flower <laughs> investor, and then the first person was the restaurant investor. Yes, okay. <laughs> so the flower investor um, wasn't part of that uh, meeting at all. Uh, anyway, so we. We found the space. The flower investor had come to me and said that she was able to come up with this money because her husband's mother-in-law was going through a divorce, and you know she had her. So her mother-in-law had told her that if she had found something she was passionate passionate enough about, she would give her the money to invest in it. 
So they go, oh, that's really, that's a great mother-in-law. Wow. Like you hear some, you hear some crazy mother-in-law stories, but that, that's a good mother-in-law. So anyway, long story short, we found this space. The mother-in-law's money fell through, um, unfortunately. And so we didn't have any money, but we had found this space. So the flower woman, her husband offered to loan us the money for our first and last month's rent so that we could secure this location on 17th Ave, which it was amazing and super supportive of him and it was so nice and kind and you know I was incredibly grateful for that so he lent us the money we got the space we got the lease but now we needed the other hundred and three thousand dollars <laughs> to open the space so it was kind of like oh shit okay where are we gonna get this from so um another contact of theirs an investment I think an investment advisor had suggested that we go to the BDC so the flower woman and I uh, go to the BDC and I bring along my business plan and um, we sit down with them and we say, look, like we need $103,000 to open this location. We found the location. We've secured the location. <clears throat> and so the BDC looks at your business plan. They, they look at everything about you. They look at your credit scores. They do a full background check. And unfortunately, the flower woman's credit score wasn't high enough that she could be more than 25% owner on paper. So that was kind of like... So that's something that you should find out <laughs> before you go into business with somebody, before you put a down payment on a space, before you accept any kind of financial favors from anybody. You should secure your funds first before you open a business, 1,000%. That is like my number one advice. Um, and most people listening to this are going to be like, obviously. So that was not an obvious to me. And you're so excited in the yeah. moment. And you don't you, know until you're in it. But, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> So then, so then we're kind of left with like, oh shit, like what are we going to do? So then the husband of this flower woman said, well, you know, I'll be the other 25% owner and then it'll be like split three ways. So I would be 50%, the flower woman would be 25% and her husband would be 25%. And for some reason it just didn't sit well with me. Like I just was like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't what I agreed to. This wasn't what I signed up for. I, I really didn't want to go, you know, it's. They, they say like when you go into business with somebody, you're literally, it's like a marriage. And so I really didn't want to be the third wheel right. in a marriage. I just, mm -hmm. I didn't think that it would have been a healthy working relationship. And so I talked to my business coach at the time and my dad, who's an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur. And I said, both of them said, well, that wasn't the agreement you made at first. You're, but you're both on the lease. It's a legal binding document. You're both responsible for the space for the term of the lease, which at the time was three years. And I was like, oh, shit. So I actually, you know, I've been given feedback in my life that I'm, I'm very direct or I'm too direct, which can come across as, you know, being bitchy, which is like, damn it. So I, I was really conscious of that. So I, my business coach actually drafted a letter for me on my behalf because I didn't want to piss anybody off. I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, money had been put in, etc. And so I had him draft a letter saying, like, I think because, you know, um, the agreement isn't what it was and the, the plan was to be 50-50 partners myself and another woman that because we can't do that right now what, what we should do since we're both on the lease is, is take responsibility for half, half of the space so I'll do my beauty business in half the space you do your flower business in half the space and we'll just make it work and then down the road if you have the money to invest I, would, I, I agreed to sell them the share, or her the shares for the same amount of money she would have purchased them for at the beginning so I emailed that letter off and I didn't hear anything back. And then about two days later, it's so funny, I can remember like it was yesterday, I was in chapters, I had a London fog, a grande London <laughs> fog. I was looking at the books, the like for sale, like the cheap books at chapters. 
and I get this text from her saying, you're free and clear of the lease. And I, I was just like, ugh, like I was frustrated because I just knew she didn't understand that, you know, if you sign a legal document, you're bound to it, right? And if you decide to break a legal document, you need to be present and vocally and sign off saying that, you know, whatever you decide at the point, at that time to um, dissolve the legal document, you have to be present. So I, I just assumed maybe she didn't know that. So I called the landlord because I had established a relationship with him and I said, hey, Gabriel, I got this really weird, you know, text message from this flower woman and it's saying that I'm free and clear of the lease. Can you please explain to me what happened? And he said, well, the, the, the husband and wife came to me and said that you guys had split. And so we destroyed the lease and wrote a new one just in their names. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, can you, sorry, please, can you repeat that? And he, you know, he's a like late 60s, early 70s businessman. He's been in the, in the business world for years. And so right away he knew the severity of the situation. And I said to him, I was like, Gabriel, I said, why, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that if I wasn't there? And he's like, why would you put me in this position? I said, Gabriel, I haven't, I haven't heard from them. I said, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. I don't, I, they wouldn't, they didn't reply to my letter from my business coach and I, et cetera, et cetera. And so he called his lawyer. So basically what that is, if you destroy a legal document with people's signatures on it, that's, that's fraud. So he called his lawyer. I called my lawyer. Um, my lawyer asked me, you know, this is fraud. Do you want to sue them for fraud? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't have money to afford a lawyer to sue somebody for fraud. I said, no, like, I just, I just want to have nothing to do with them. And my lawyer was like, you know, you should be, you should be grateful above anything else that you didn't go into business with somebody, with people that would do something like this. And I was like, okay, easier said than done. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fine, whatever. <laughs> but then right away I got, and then, so Gabriel's lawyer, they just wrote, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a letter that just releases you from any responsibility if the people who took over the lease, which would be this husband and wife, defaulted on the lease, it couldn't come back on me. So we got that letter signed by the landlord, so I was totally free of any kind of backlash that could result from that. But then what I realized after all of that is like, oh my gosh, did this is this woman using my business plan and, and stealing my business concept to open a business? So I, I called her out on it, like on tax. I said, you know, word for word, like what are you in the business of stealing business plans? Like, is that your MO? And she replied, no, like, I'm going to open a flower business. And I said, well, what, like, why the heck wouldn't you just let me know that? I would have been like, yay, like, congratulations. I'm so glad that's what you're going to do. And you're going to focus on that, you know, your business and that space. And I think you're going to do great. Like, I would have been so happy for her. And so that's what I thought was going on. So that was February 2015. And then May, no, it would have been before May. It would have been April. So two months later. 2015 I'm, I'm driving in our van down 17th Ave with my husband my husband's driving and our kids are in the back I drive by and the space is named something totally different than her flower business and so I was like oh that's really weird I wonder what's going in there so I got my husband to drive around the back and I, you just like out of curiosity right so I I was like my husband's like are you sure you want to go in and check it out like I was like yeah I want to I just out of curiosity I want to know what business is going in there so I go in there and sure enough, it was the exact same floor plan that I had drawn out. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. So, and a, there was a contract worker there. Actually, I could probably get really emotional while trying not to. And so I asked the gentleman that was in there working, I said, well, what is this business? And he said, it's a, it's a nail bar. And I said, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, who's the owner? And he told me the name and I just... 
you know, you like for a second, you're just like, you're like part of you, it dies, right? Because it's like, how could, how could another woman do that to a woman? So anyway, it was like, and that was the first time in my life that I ever had like a full, like a full blown panic attack. And it was probably those, I had probably two or three in the following two or three weeks. And then of course we have this wonderful platform, <laughs> social media, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, so for the next, you know, well, since then, how many years ago was that? Three and a half years later, I, I've gotten to witness this woman bring her version of my business plan and concept to life in, in her sort of form. So that was really hard. That was the first like good punch in the in the in the mouth, I guess you would say, or kick in the teeth. But even even after all of that had gone down and and me thinking she was opening a flower business, I still, you know, I went out, I found a space that I could afford, uh, which was the lower level of a a century-old estate, so it was a house that was built in 1911 um, in Bankview, in Calgary, Alberta. And so I had no money. I had no money. <laughs> I had like no money. I actually reached out to friends and family of mine, and I sold, um, I sold like packages, beauty packages, and before I was even open. So people who who believed in me. And I used that money from the beauty packages to uh, renovate the space. And I did all the renovations myself. I put the floor in myself. I put the tile in myself. I plastered the walls myself. I painted. And so when you're doing all of that yourself, you have two kids and you're working part time, it takes you a little bit longer than if you have a contracting company doing it for you. So it took me about four months, five months to renovate the space on my own. I was paying full rent. I was, I was doing it at that time, I hadn't negotiated any free rent. It was, it was a little bit different than a traditional commercial space, so I didn't really have the option to do that. So yeah, um, and it's funny, and even in that process, you, I, the universe is going to challenge you to no end, and it's going to take you to probably your darkest, deepest places, and it's going to like really ask you, is this what you want to do? So even in that space, it flooded twice. It, oh my god. It flooded twice and so I had to replace the floor twice. Was this before your open or just like the no, entire time before, that it was right before, before it was July. So we opened August 15th, 2015 and it was July. It was that summer oh, right. that it was really it flooded. Well, it, I think the flood was 2013, so it was past that cuz we were on a hill and the house was so old. Right. So just the the sewage or the backage system wasn't wasn't working properly. No, what it was is the windows weren't sealed properly cuz they had to replace all the windows. Right. So the water was seeping through the windows because, yeah, so anyway, whatever. And I can remember thinking uh, it was probably at like 11 at night and I had to like sneak away from the house after my kids had gone to bed. And I remember looking at my, all of my knuckles were bleeding because it was that like clip-in flooring. Oh, yeah. Um, which was eco-friendly and if it got wet, it didn't get wrecked. <laughs> so thank God. <laughs> so I re-clipped in the floor. I actually did have one one gentleman help me, um, like a like a handy guy did help me for a little bit, like the wood cutting parts that we put in. So anyway, so I, yeah, yeah. So I opened my first location on August fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen, uh, and you know it. It's kind of been a whirlwind since. Like I, when I first opened my business, the the concept was to, I I laugh to say it out loud now because the concept was I'm going to open 40 locations by the time I'm 40. 
And I swear to you, if, if somebody walked up to me right now and handed me $10 million and said, open 40 locations, yeah. I would say, I politely decline your $10 million. <laughs> and, you know, thank you. I appreciate your, your belief in me. Um, but I'm just going to stick with one. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with one for right now. And so our first location was amazing. It was, it was exactly what it needed to be. It was tiny. It was super hippie. Um, it was very cozy. It was like it was like your own house. Yeah. Like, you know, you could go in there and, and it felt like, I was like, I wish my house looked like this. Like, literally, it could be like you could live there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was great. I'm, I'm super proud of it. I'm super proud of it. I learned a lot there. I learned a lot um, about staffing. I, every day, I learn a lot <laughs> about staffing. And, uh, you know, I honestly, here's, a, here's another like kind of a free tip. If you're going to go into business, not only do you need the money to do it, it makes it a lot easier to open a business if it's a brick and mortar location. Duh. <laughs> but I also highly, highly, highly recommend that if you don't have any managing experience or you don't have any um, human relation or no human resource uh, experience that you go and you take a course. And you also <laughs> should follow up with your government and find out what the laws are around having a contract worker versus an employee. Those are really, 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 really important things to know before you start hiring people. And, and you actually don't need a lawyer because there is some online free um, options for contracts. And still to this day, I struggle. I. I don't, I don't know if I just am so, you know, I have this inner belief that you can trust everybody, like deep down, which you can't. Another thing, number one, you can't trust people generally. You just can't. So everybody needs to sign a contract. So go online, get a contract. Every employee should have a contract and make them so foolproof that everybody knows exactly what, what's going on. So anyway, so yes, I learned a lot about staffing in my first location, um, but from day one, the business concept, the business plan always included a kitchen and it always included healthy eating and um, a healthy like lifestyle in general. So I always wanted to be able to serve food and beverage that was good for you. So in our first location, we actually didn't, it wasn't zoned to be able to serve food and beverage, so we couldn't really dive into that. Part of the business and so when I was looking for a second location I found something that was commercial that was zoned to have food and beverage and um, so yeah so all these little things you learn as you go but yeah um, so we ended up closing our first location uh, three exactly almost exactly to the day three years later so that I could solely focus on our second location and lots of people have like we're a little bit sad. well lots of people were sad about it lots of people are like oh no I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss Bankview it's so sweet it's so cute it's so cozy and I'm like yeah you know I'm gonna miss it too but it's really it's not it wasn't it was never long term it was to get my foot in the door our overhead was really low which gave us the opportunity to make to generate a really strong um like cash flow and revenue perspective so that when I went to the bank on my own, I went to the bank on my own two years later, two and a half years later, and I got my own loan from the BDC with my own business experience, my own numbers. And so that was a, that was a proud moment that I actually was able to do that. So it was always a stepping stone. Bank B was always kind of a stepping stone to, to mission. Right. And mission you can like close that chapter and then yeah. open the new chapter and focus of your business. On, <laughs> focus on doing it. Yeah. So. Wow. What a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> that Well, and then mission has been just its own set of crazy challenges. And it's like, you, you know, really like you really ask yourself, like, 
what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Go get a real job and just go to an office. (laughs) That was the other thing I thought, oh yeah, I totally want to work for myself because I want to, you know, I want to control my schedule. I want to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. No, (laughs) that is not the reality. If you open your own business, you work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So, so that's a laugh. It's a lot, it's a lot of laughs. It's like, it's a lot of like eye openers of, of what it means to open a business. And so I, you know, it's, yeah. Anyway, so I, I opened Mission in the fall of 2017. It's a, it's a beautiful space. It's floor-to-ceiling windows. Um, I love it. I'm in love with the space. And then two weeks after we opened Mission, <laughs> the landlords decided they wanted to re- reface, resurface the outside of the building. So two weeks after we opened, um, we were covered with green scaffolding. So you couldn't even see through the windows. So that was, again, heartbreaking. That was like, what? And so, you know, the landlords had not also let me know that that was the plan. So there was legalities behind that that needed to be sorted out. Um, And then it was loud. Like there was people ripping off what was on the side of the building and drilling on the new stuff. And so October, November, and December 2017 was probably the absolute worst way to open a brand new business. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody could see you. It was loud, and it's a spa or a beauty bar. So people are coming in here for pedicures and facials, and they're hearing like drills and and, uh, and hammers. And, and there's like men walking along. The, like, <laughs> yeah, you came in outside the window. You came in, <laughs> and it's like these guys are trying to not look through the windows yeah. at these gor- <laughs> these gorgeous women getting services done, and the women are trying not to look at these, you know, guys that look like they're really not safe. <laughs> was that a lot of the comments being made? Like, shouldn't that guy be wearing a hard hat or steel-toed boots? Like, he's up like two and a half stories, right? Or two stories. Or a story. I don't even know what the technically this would be. So, so yeah. So that happened. And then on January 14th, uh, 2018, we had a break-in. So according to the police, the scaffolding acts as this amazing um, hideout for people who want to break into buildings. So um, whoever broke in, I have no idea who it was. They caught him on camera. Somebody with, I don't know if it was male or female, long dark hair, whatever. They, They saw the person on camera. He dug, or she dug, a hole through the side of the building into the hair salon that's across the hall from us. Um, they destroyed the hair salon. They, they stole, robbed from them. They broke down our front door, destroyed our space, stole, robbed from us. And then they, they went all the way down to the lower level of the building where there's another business. Um, it's like a gemstone business. And they destroyed that place and stole thousands of dollars worth of, worth of inventory from them. So that was, that was unbelievable. That was, again, another panic attack moment um, when you walk into this you know, you're already are not generating the revenue you projected because nobody can even see that you're open. And then you come into a space and you're, it's destroyed. And it's like, well, how the, how the F am I going to deal with this? Like, where's the money come going to come from to fix this? And then <laughs> it's almost so it's all when I tell this story, it's almost so unbelievable. Right. That you're just like making up all these like, yeah, unfortunate it, events. It's almost so unbelievable. <laughs> So after that, so that was January 14th, 2018. January 16th, 2018, we had our contractor come in to fix some of the damage from the break-in, and he accidentally caused a fire. So I drop my kids off at school, I'm driving down to work, and I get a call from the owner of the hair salon. 
and he's in a panic mode and he's like you need to get down here like your space is on fire there's three fire trucks out front like and it's you know it's you're they, they there's this idea that your business is your baby and it's like oh I'm and it's so true it's so true and so when you come to a space that you've put all of your money into the last two years of your your business working life into everything is in is in your business and it's on fire and you're like what the fuck am I allowed to swear yeah, on this? You okay <laughs> so you're like what the fuck what the fuck and so like there's probably I would say maybe 10 or 15 fire people firemen fire people in the space and I you don't even think about it you don't even think like I I didn't even I think I probably parked on the road I just pulled over I parked on the road I ran into it and all these and it's almost like you can't even hear people talking like everything goes silent and all you can see is that your entire space is filled with smoke like you right now we're in the space now so you stand at the the front door of the entrance and you can see all of the windows and you can see through all the windows and you can see everything that's going on outside you couldn't see two feet in front of you a foot in front of you and all these firefighters are like trying to hold me back and not you need to get out of here like you can't breathe in the smoke da, da, da. and I just I walked outside and I kept walking for probably like not very far and then I just my whole upper body just like fell forward and I couldn't breathe. I was just like, it was, so it was like another panic attack, right? And I'm, my hands are on my, my, above my knees and I'm like just trying to catch a breath. Like I'm just, okay, just like calm down, just catch a breath. And then another firefighter that's sitting in one of his trucks comes over to me and he's like, are you okay? Like, can I help you? Do you want me to call EMT? And I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good. Thank you. So I'm so good. I'm going to figure that I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to keep walking. I'm good. And like literally that's the, you're so in shock that you can't even, you can't even, you don't even know where you are. Like you just, and then I just, I don't even know what I did after that. I, I think, I don't even, I think you I, black out. You just, yeah, I think I found the, the hair salon owner and I think him and I went and sat down at Earl's across the street and I looked at him and I said, oh, like, am I not supposed to be doing this? Like, like it has been a fucking nightmare for three years. Like from a business perspective. Right. And he's like, you know what? I don't, I don't know what to say. Like I, he's like, this is just crazy. And he was actually the guy who put the fire out. Like he had taken one of the um, fire extinguishers, and he had. <laughs> so not only was it full of smoke, the space was covered in that stuff that comes right. out of a fire extinguisher. And so after that, you learn a lot about why you have insurance. You learn a lot about how to cope uh, with certain certain things like that. So thank God, Bankview is still open. So I was able to move the um, staff that we had at Mission to our Bankview location, which is is their own challenge uh, on its own. And then we were closed. We were closed for February, March, and April. And so we opened May 1st, 2018. <laughs> so it's, what is it? It's October 2018 now. So in the last 13 months of actually being open for business, we've really been open for five months. Wow. Yeah, so it's been, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of moments, you know, and I'm not even touching on how this affected my marriage or how it's affected my relationships with good friends or family. Like I'm not even going there because it, it does. It, you start a business, and if if the business is, it has to. It's like a baby, right? So it becomes sort of your your central focus in life, and anything around you 
or that any people, like if, if you and your business are in the middle of this circle and your kids and your husband and your, you know, your beliefs and your friends, those are all the systems that are trying to operate while you're trying to, you know, be the, the captain of this, this crazy ship. You don't even know what you got on. Right. So, or you didn't even know you were, you were going to be getting on. So any, anyway, maybe that's a bad metaphor. I'm not good with metaphors. We get, we get what you're trying to Jan- say. If yeah. you talk to Janine, one of the girls that's been with us the longest, she'll yeah. probably give you a long list of all the metaphors I'll say wrong. <laughs> it's just kind of what I do. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so that's how I started wow. at Beach. That's how Beach came to be. Wow. So after the, the Palm Nail Bar thing, the reason we had to yeah. switch the, the name of the company to Beach was because if I didn't legally, um, the people that I had, the flower, the flower woman and her husband, legally could have come after me for any kind of profits I would have made two years after so you have to switch the name of your business and so where did beach come from is it just like the love of the beach well it was just (laughs) like what kind of sounds like palm what sounds like palm like palm beach oh my god beach beauty bb oh my okay it's like it was like a 30 second (laughs) right (laughs) i concept that i had to just come up with so and i mean i love it it's it makes sense right it it, it's very fitting to like who you are and who the business is yeah yeah totally yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So how did you stay motivated through all of that? So you keep asking yourself, like, why are you doing this? And like, why is this all happening to me? But obviously you got up and you kept going. So was there like motivation specifically, or you just like, just plowed through it and didn't think about it? Uh, you know, there's like, I think personally, like I, I think it has a lot to do with how I was raised. My, my mother drilled into me that if you start something, you finish it. And my father also was a very, very hard worker. And so, and then there's also the other question you ask yourself, it's like, well, what else, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? I have to be able to provide for my family. So, um, you know, and in, yeah, yeah. Like for a year, the, you know, to be, to be totally transparent, the last year, right before I opened Mission Beach Beauty, my husband and I decided to separate. So he, my youngest daughter, my youngest daughter started kindergarten and my oldest daughter was going into grade five and my husband and I decided to separate. And so I didn't have a choice. Like I had to provide for my kids. So you just do it, you know, and I signed a 10 year lease. So it's my responsibility to, to follow through on that. So, you know, whether I like it or, you know, whether, you know, whether I like it or not is what right. it comes down to. <laughs> I have to make this work for the next nine years. So, right. And you just do. Yeah. You figure it out. Wow. Okay. So then you have beach. So now you have dough. Mm. So dough came from the love of brows, the trendy yeah, brows. Yeah, the trendy brows. Mm. I mean, that's a kind of a, another story on its own, but I'm not going to dive too much into that because it's, you know, I'm actually working on a book. And so the book is going to go into great detail on all of these little um sections but um yeah the book is called fuck this shit (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) what not to do when you're starting a small business and so I actually have a co-author and there's no like release date it's and to be honest I came up with writing this book idea because the the whole concept of you write it down on paper you kind of release yourself from the tragedies of whatever's gone on that you you need to write you need to just get off your chest so I'm writing this book to get all of this shit off my chest because it's one thing to talk about it, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the time, people don't really want to hear the shit news. But the reality is, is you know what? Starting a business, there's a lot of shit you have to deal with. There just is. Right. Well, I think it's good for people to hear it because they're like, I'll just start a business. It'll be so easy. Like, look, she's already here, and look how great her space is. You know. So I think it's important for people to know that it's 
it's not that a lot harder it's a lot harder it's a lot harder it's a lot harder so yeah so dough started um the, the trend of brows took off i had met this person she had kind of introduced me to this this way of brows or like sort of she had told me about kelly baker um or no she didn't actually she had met she had i knew she was using the anastasia anastasia beverly hills stencils and so then I just kind of dove into that world and kind of, you know, through Instagram, you can kind of figure out who does what and why and how and stuff like that. So that's sort of how brows came to be. And then dough, I came up with dough because it sounded good with beach. I like the whole doe eye concept, makeup background. The doe eyes is kind of my favorite look. And then I actually found out after the fact that my spirit animal is a deer. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I was cool. like, well, that's cool. Yeah. So it all kind of fits together. Um, like that so yeah dough came to life and you know what it's funny if I had a crystal ball and I could see into the future I would say one of my like natural uh, talents is like branding um, marketing that kind of thing but I actually say I would say more branding because I'm not yeah more branding and decorating I love decorating <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah I, I I love coming up with new concepts and dough is kind of a, another avenue for me to do that and um I love doing brows I actually really love I, I'm a little bit OCD and I think that you know doing eyebrows you can see an instant change in, a, in somebody's appearance and there's this gratification from tweezing hair and right. <laughs> like, you know you're in the right business when yeah <laughs> yeah so that's and I love dough I love the idea of dough again my biggest challenge aside from just these things I that I don't have control over like the break-in and the fire and the floods and stuff like that um is um my biggest challenge has been staffing. So the beauty industry I've learned has a pretty high turnover rate. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a millennial thing. I think it's a, I think, I think people are the way they are based a lot on how they're raised. So whether you're born in 1960 or you're born in 2010 or whatever, how's that? The 2000s. Yeah. Your work ethic, <laughs> your uh, level of commitment, is going to have a lot to do with how you were brought up. So, yeah, staffing. I they say there's this sta- this saying where you know hire slow and fire fast. I think because I've had so many other grand challenges with with all of those things I've already talked about, it was really hard for me to focus on staffing properly. Um, and so a lot of it, I, a thousand percent, it's my own fault that we've had as much turnover as we have. And so, you know, that's kind of been a hard pill for me to swallow. I, you know, I don't think I'm a direct person. I, I, call, I say it as, I call it as it is. Like, I'm a no bullshit person. Like, my expectations of, of staff are, you know, show up on time, show up in uniform and have appropriate conversations. And it's mind numbing when you have to ask an adult to show up in uniform more than once, more than twice. If you're doing it, like, every week it's just like you know <laughs> right like you don't have time for that. I don't I don't have time yeah. for that like this is not hard yeah like and our uniform isn't hard right and and being you know half an hour um being here half an hour before your first client isn't hard right you know it's like so, your job so it's your job <laughs> yeah and I yeah so again I think it's just you know people's work ethic aren't aren't necessarily what yours are so then that's sort of something you have to realize as an owner right and then <laughs> Delivery is a really important. Like, there's a there's a good way and a, a not great way to deliver what you need from your employees. And absolutely, I have dropped the ball. <laughs> I am a human. Absolutely. There's only so many times that, you know, 
<laughs> I'm gonna just be like, oh, do you think that you could show up in uniform today? Um, you know what? I know we talked about this yesterday, but do you think that tomorrow you could show up in, you know, there's only yeah. so many yeah. times <laughs> that you can ask somebody that like super politely. Right. But yeah. Does that, touch, like, did that really touch on the brows? Is that? The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So dough was, dough was great. I love dough. I, I love, I love dough. And actually with dough, I've taught all of the people that have worked for me with dough, how to do the, the dough brow method, which is really a combination of, like I said, Kelly Baker and Anastasia Beverly Hills. I'm not going to ever, I'm never one to be like, oh my gosh, this is my idea. And you know, like, right. It's just like your favorite version of. Yeah. Brows. It's like, this works. It's yeah. easy. Well, it's not, it's actually not that easy, but it's, it's a method, a right. way, a step-by-step to, to do brows, and it's a good way to train people. So from dough, I realized that I actually love teaching. I absolutely love teaching. Love, 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 love teaching. So I came up with this idea to do dough brow school, and I find that in smaller centers, so not like not big city centers like Calgary or Edmonton, um, there are people that want to learn, and there are people that want to do brows. And so I... I bought myself a little trailer and I, you know, I wrapped it and I, now I travel across Alberta and Western Canada teaching brows and I love it. So how long have you been doing that for? I've been following on Instagram, but has it been a couple months? Yeah. Like the summer? Yeah. It's start. We started the, we started like putting everything together in June. Like the idea kind of came to me in May, March, March, April, May ish. And then um, we put the concept together in June, and then we offered our first class in August. Oh no, yeah, yeah, we had a couple class, Calgary classes in August, a Red Deer class in August. Um, and then now we're just kind of trying to um, plan our 2019 with it. Right, yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah, it's fun, I love it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, you kind of touched upon it throughout all of your stories, but if you want to just like summarize your advice for people who want to start a business. Whether that's in beauty or just in general. Um, number one, like have a business plan, write a business plan. Like I, it sucks. It sucks. It, there's nothing fun about it, I don't think. Um, but it's a really good, like it's, it's your map. It's your sort of, am I, it's, your, it's your, your place to go back to, to be like, okay, am I doing this? Did I do this? Oh, I forgot about that. It's kind of one of those things, right? So write a business plan. Number one. Uh, number two, take a management course for sure. Take a bookkeeping course for sure. Um, take a photography course for sure. Take a photography course. And uh, and then, you know, I, can't, I don't know what the name of the program is, but there's this new program that the government is doing where they actually will sit down with you and talk to you about what is expected of you from a GST perspective, from um, an employee tax perspective. Uh, and it, so it's really good to know when you have to submit what by what day so you're not being penalized with uh, late penalties so that's a really good thing to do um, and that's all going to be in my book I'm actually giving away this info well no, I'm not giving the, the book won't be free but like right. it'll be a lot if cheaper people than, read it yeah yeah can get all there'll these be tips. contracts you need contracts you need em- employee contracts you need contractor worker contracts um, Basically, if you ever talk to anybody about your business, have them sign something that is called an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. It's really important to do that. Yeah. So is that like my top? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But just do some research and be prepared for your business. Yeah. And you need need money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
save money. If you're thinking about save starting money. your own business, save some money yeah. before you start. Yeah, and the, the good thing with the BDC is um, actually you need 25% money of money saved for what you're asking for so if you're opening a business that you think is a hundred thousand it's gonna cost you a hundred thousand dollars to open like after you've done your projections you need 25 grand of your own money and and really I think you know if you're a female and you're working in the serving industry you could save that within a year or two right so try to do it try to do it on your own try not to you know yeah that's awesome. Okay, so what does a typical day look like for you and all this? Like balancing your kids and your business and, and clients because you still do Yeah, I still do a lot of well. browse. Yeah. yeah, so a typical day is like I'll get up, um, I'll get my kids ready for school. Um, usually I, I am up pretty late, so I, like I get my eyelashes. I get my eyelashes done because so that I don't have to spend a lot of time like, <laughs> doing my makeup. I really don't have any time to do my makeup. Um, I get my kids to school by 9. Uh, and then I get to work by 9.30, I open the space, I check voicemail, and then I just sort of, uh, I do a lot, I, lo I work a lot with the PR company that we work with now, and so a lot of what I'm doing, um, so we just came out with this new membership program. So any kind of new concepts, any kind of tweaks that we're working on, so like we're revamping the website, we're kind of going through a rebirth now, so as of November 1st, we'll have a new website. We'll, we have this new membership program that's that launching. Like We've got a wait list started now, and so it's launching November 1st, and it's amazing. I love it. It's funny. I, I came across this quote. Uh, actually, I'll try to find it on my phone because it's such a good quote, and I don't want to say it wrong. Um, but I came across this quote the other day. You know, and anybody that knows me really well, even clients that know me really well, they know how hard it's been. Uh, for the last three years and it, I mean it's kind of comical really when you think about it so this quote I came about <laughs> I came across is the, t the temptation to quit will be the greatest just before you are about to succeed and that just stuck with me and I'm like I'm kind of you know I believe in God and so I, I pray and I you know I I believe in that the, the universe is going to give you a sign whether that's God or whatever and I'm like okay like I'm ready for I'm ready for it. Like, I'm ready. Like, what is it? Like, I've been through so much shit. Please tell me, what what is this magical moment I'm going to, you know, this, like, epiphany I'm going to have that's going to be amazing for my business and amazing for my clients. Like, right. at the end of the day, you know, that's the other thing. The reason why I'm still doing it is because it's so important to me that women have access to healthy, affordable beauty, that you always go back to your why. And so when I read that quote, I was like, okay, well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And it's because I want women to have access to healthy, affordable beauty. And when you go back to your business plan, that's your mission statement, right? So that's what's another reason why you should always write a business plan. And so I was like, okay, well, how can I? And then you just start asking yourself questions like, okay, how can I get healthy, affordable beauty to women? How can I make it easy and accessible to them? I have this great space. I finally have a really solid crew of staff, finally. Um, what can I do to make it easy for the consumer? And I always I love the concept of memberships. I just love that it makes it easy. It's like a no-brainer. You don't have to think right. about it, you know. And we've tried memberships in the past, but they were really confusing, and it was confusing with the online program we had, and so we kind of canceled them because it wasn't working. So it's like, how can I create an easy membership program that's just it's so black and white? People are just going to totally get it. So then I didn't sleep two nights ago, Tuesday night, and I just couldn't sleep, and so I my brain just wouldn't stop, and finally it hit me. It's like, this is the membership program. This is it. So there is a three-month, a six-month, and a 12-month option. The three-month option is $149, one-time fee. The six-month is 
one-time fee and then uh, the 12 month the year-long membership is a $99 one-time fee so 100 bucks 125 150 and every membership you get the same benefits so if you're a member you get 50% off any services priced $50 or higher which the majority of our services are priced $50 or higher so your manicure becomes $27 instead of 54 we, we have never charged more for shellac or gel polish so you're getting a $27 gel or shellac manicure your pedicure goes from 64 to 32 your facial goes from 108 to 54 and your um, Brazilian those, so these, these are the top four services that our consumers purchase your Brazilian goes from 68 to 34 and it's like it's too, like it's almost too good to be true, right? And I, you know, I crunch the numbers. I, I figure out what I have to pay my staff. I figured out what the costs are to do each service. I'm not going to be like rolling in it, <laughs> but it's going to, you know, I'll still be able to sustain my business. You know, I'm establishing um, loyalty. I, you know, and for the next couple of weeks, we're rolling out this this program with local women influencers. Like I don't, I just think. I don't even want to call them influencers. I want to call them real women. I, it's right. not somebody that necessarily their job is to just be an influencer. It's just somebody that has a high engagement on their social media following. Right. Those they're are the, in the community. They're part of the yeah. community. People trust their voice, their opinion. So we have those women coming in. They're, they're trying all those four main services for free to share their experience honestly with the community. And so, so yeah, so, that, so that's something that I do on the day-to-day, like... What my what my life would look like. So then I my PR company is amazing. It's Lana Rogers, Lana Rogers PR, and I specifically work with this woman Chantal. She's like, she's like a dream. She's like this like if you could create this perfect person to be like your side man or your side kicker <laughs> to help you make all the decisions you need to make in business. It's Chantal. So I highly recommend Lana Rogers PR. Um, so, she, so and it doesn't matter what time of day I'll fire her a message or an idea, and she's she'll get back to me right away. It's 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 great. She puts up with me. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so I come up with this idea, I run it past Chantal, I do all of the design, like I, all of the, um, uh, the graphic design using Canva, and then I send it to Chantal and she proofs it, and then we release it. So we just released it two days ago, and we have, within 24 hours, we have 21 members already, wow. so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. There's a wait list, we do have to cap it, obviously, there's only right. X amount of hours we're open in a day, so you break that down to, you know how many people you can have as members right. if they're getting the, all those main services. And then it creates like a demand as well. Yeah. So you know there's yeah. like a, only a certain amount of people then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like, it's you know, it, like I look at it from my perspective as a consumer. Do, would I want to be able to get a $27 shellac or gel mani that's going to last me a good, you know, 14 days? A minimum, we guarantee 10 days. That's healthy as that's well healthy. for your nails. Yeah. In a really funky environment. And, the you know, the service providers we have here are personable. You're going to establish a relationship with them. It's like going to your hairdresser. That was also something that was really important to me with the concept. It's like, I want our clientele to have a relationship with our staff. I want there to be conversation. So, I can just leave that one alone. <laughs> you do a good job. I come to the same people because I like it. And they remember things. It always yeah. just like really blows my mind when they remember like details about your life like from the last time. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just remember your name. So like, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so you're writing a book, you're expanding the dough brow program. So what's 
Is there anything else that's next for no Peach or for no. Toe? <laughs> and if Chantal was here, she would be like, don't even ask her that question. <laughs> Stop thinking no, of ideas. Yeah, exactly. No, not at all. I, I mean, I'm kind of going back to my roots where I'm going to start um, doing makeup again. And I, I haven't a thousand percent decided if that's going to be more of a doe thing or more of a beach thing or if it's just going to be both. Um, but yeah, no, there are, my main focus is to, um, is this space, is mission, and it's, you know, it's my only focus, and it's going to be my main focus for the next nine years. I mean, I may or may not expand dough, but you know what, I have, there's other things that I'm good at in life, and I really, I do want to dive back into acting. A lot of people ask me that when I tell them what my actual background is, and they're like, oh, you know, are you, are you going to get back into it? And it, absolutely, and I actually am fortunate that I'm, I'm able to fly all over for a, a really good deal so because I have that opportunity now um, I'm gonna get an agent in Vancouver and an agent in Toronto and I'm gonna you know acting for me was always very therapeutic and, and I therapeutic and I find that if you if you don't have time to go to therapy right. <laughs> you should do something that ha- or you can't afford rather to go right. to therapy it's a lot cheaper to go to a yoga class than it is to see a therapist right. let me tell you <laughs> you know and so I want to get back into acting and and then just my own little things on the side so that's amazing yeah and so, my kids obviously I need yes. to focus on my kids yes <laughs> and my husband we worked it out that's, that's a positive it's amazing <laughs> now you're a happy family and yeah. you like I saw your story the other day where you like drag your kids to the stairs to run stairs and I'm like oh god <laughs> I know they hate it it was it was Thanksgiving Monday my husband's been in, been in Boston all week for work and uh I he bought me a a, a gym membership and so because I haven't been able to work out. This is so sad. Like, I'm such a health nut. Yeah. And I, I had surgery in May, and I they told they told me not to work out for five weeks, and so I kind of turned that into, like, 20. Right. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, you know what? I really need to get back to the gym. So my husband bought me a gym membership. and I, So Monday, I finally have the opportunity to go. And this gym, we got this membership there because they have childcare. And I called them, and the, the, the three of them that were open on holiday Monday didn't have childcare and I was like of course damn it so I was like get your snowsuits on ladies we're gonna go run the stairs <laughs> so I did I dragged them to the stairs but then I took them and I bought them a whole new easel art set oh yes. so yeah they've been, <laughs> they've been painting on their easels all week cute mm-hmm. and where can people find you what's we Instagrams are and websites <laughs> and <laughs> We are located in Mission in Calgary, Alberta, which is 4th Street Southwest. Uh, We're kitty quarter to Earlton Palace. Our address is 2312 4th Street Southwest. We're on the second level. There's only two businesses on the second level in the building that we're in. Um, There are two, two signs that say Beach Healthy Beauty Bar on the outside. If you look up, and then this did. <laughs> and then the stairs to get upstairs is in the center of the building. So just walk on up those stairs, turn left at the top. And then Dobra Studio is in Beach Beauty. Yes. So it's in the same place. Yes. And then on Instagram, um, I thought this was clever. I still haven't seen this take off, but our Instagram <laughs> our Instagram handle is our website, so it's at beachbeauty.ca. Um, and then our Instagram handle for Dobrow Studio is at Dobrow Studio. And my personal Instagram, feel free to follow <laughs> along that one, is at Goods and Alley. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And then the website is beachbeauty.ca or dobrowstudio.com. 
Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing <laughs> your crazy you. story. That I know. was amazing and very inspirational to anybody who thinks they've had a hard time. <laughs> if Ali can make it through, you can make it through. Yeah. And keep pushing forward. So thanks for sitting down. Yeah. And that is it. Thanks for everyone for listening. 